Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. How do you do? I'm your host, Bart Jackson the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are a designer of exquisite book covers seeking new publishing contracts like Jamie, or a motivational speaker resolving conflicts right at the source like Gigi, we're here to bring you sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Today's episode is entitled, A Culture by the Team for the Team. Yes, today we will discover how the business owner or CEO can develop a collaborative corporate vision by involving every member of the company staff and how that benefits your clients, your product, all aspects of your firms. Plus, it gives you a benefit of some very certain legal protection. Uh, And that is something that you probably never thought of, but it's there and it's real. Helping us to gain a little more inclusive vision and culture uh, and a view of all of that is our we have the managing partner of the New York City law firm Granwald Doherty and we have Mr. Joel Greenwald right here Joel is the attorney is uh, that you turn to when you are proactively trying to set up an employment system in your company that will keep you from having to call him as a litigator and once you are in the employment uh, litigation field with hassles ranging from class action suits to discrimination or harassment, woes of challenge terminations and layoffs, the whole gamut of legal issues, Joel, again, is the man who can get take care of you when there's any issue between the employer and, any, and the individual she hires to get the job done. And just to let you know, the New York Enterprise Report in 2010 has wisely bestowed upon Joel uh, its Best Attorney Award and Best Employment employment Attorney Award. So he's made it in the Big Apple, and you all know what that means. Joel is a frequent lecturer, and in fact, that's where we met, and I was very impressed uh, that Joel Greenwald was an attorney who strongly makes his mark by keeping clients out of the legal system entirely and by helping them design systems that will improve morale and productions as well as offer legal protection. But before we solve all your employment challenges, let me take a few minutes out to supply everybody out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Will this be the day that you rise up and grumble off to work with a groan, or will this be the day that you discover some new way to impress yourself and others with your marvelous abilities? The choice is truly yours. Second, it is time to dip into laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips. Yes, now let me... Open the book here. Thumb around. Okay, here, here's going to. This is number 39. Attention, employers. If the competition keeps trying to lure your staff away, and if they refuse to leave, you must be doing something very right. <laughs> and as an afterthought, excitement, environment, and compassion. Wise managers work continually to enhance all three of these. 
And yet, ironically, the best way to keep your top talent is to inspire them with the belief that they were made for greater things and that you've got those greater things coming up for them. The third utensil, which we um, will give you, uh, is the answers to last week's business quotations. Today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we will invite you to email us the name of the author uh, and whom you believe it to be. So simply write uh, info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com, with the name of the author, author and the quotation as you best remember it. And we will see, and if you're right, we will put your name on the air and announce you proudly. The author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, a startup is a company that is confused about, one, what the, its product is, two, who its customers are, and three, how to make money, was none other than Mr. Dave McClure, founder of 500 Startups Venture Firm in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, quite a venturist himself. So now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of Mr. Joel Greenwald, and who recently um, has brought home his employment expertise into his own firm and developed a total involvement grassroots way of bringing a company vision and value system that involves everyone and gives uh, the firm a great deal of legal protection. Joel, how are you doing today? I'm great, Bart. How are you? I love spring. Oh, life goes well on this beautiful spring day, and we're having a good time here. Um, Now, I understand that you've come up with a very clever method of building a consensus-based vision and culture for your company. So to help us uh, a little better understand what we're working working with here, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your firm, what to do, the number of employees, number of attorneys, a little thumbnail profile? Yeah, sure. Um, We are a boutique labor and employment law firm. We've been around 16 and a half years. We represent Uh hundreds of businesses nationwide, uh, a lot of them in the metropolitan New York area, but we're devoted to representing companies on all their labor and employment law needs, ranging from litigation, as you mentioned, Department of Labor audits. Mm -hmm. We only represent the company side, but we also... Um, do an awful lot in the way of making sure that companies do whatever they can to stay out of court because that's a critical mission for me <laughs> when I started this firm was to make sure that, you know, y- you do whatever you can to get out of the process before you get into it. Because once you get into it, people often underestimate the hazards, not just the costs, but it just takes a toll on you and it kicks you out of your game and we want you to avoid that whenever you can. Plus, um, you know, who, who wants to be bothered by a lawsuit? You just, it, it, it just, it's just right. a nasty black mark that you just want to stay away from if you can. I, are you sure you're going to uh, get any business for yourself this way, keeping people out of court? Uh... Yeah, you know, we, we do fine. I'd say that we're one of the few <laughs> firms, though. I mean, uh, Greenwald Doherty is uh, really devoted, though, to uh, the compliance end of the business. Um, I'd say that oh, we're one of the few firms that does an awful lot of compliance as opposed to just uh, being a litigation mill in this arena. I mean, there, there aren't it, – it's a, it's a big passion of ours. Great. Now, about how many folks do you have? At, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's about a dozen, but it's growing. Um, you know, and, mm, and, and great, and, and we're 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 really we're growing quickly. Uh, right now, we uh, we don't want to get too big, though. For us, uh, staying small, hiring senior people, having control of what we do makes a big difference. That sounds it sounds very sharp. You've got to get a handle on what you do, and then 
fill in the needs that you have for it rather than than just uh it's it, life is not a, ma- a matter of grow or die that's a, it makes some it makes a nice sounding myth but it ain't necessarily so now when you were setting out here to bring everybody into the corporate culture through consensus consensus uh, the terms right. Were you trying to develop a vision, uh, a value, a uh, fit? What what was your sort of goal? Well, a big this? thing that I, I you know I had seen, and I, I've been around the world of uh, in just human resources in general. As an employment lawyer, human resources compliance and employment law are very similar. And I I, I really was a, a huge admirer of those companies that that did the best job of staying out of problems, and those were companies that had great cultures. And from my perspective, right. the culture starts with leadership embodying the values that they want their employees to execute. Mm-hmm. So you're not only supposed to, uh, like the old joke, the CEO is a person who is there to have his words uh, defended and his actions rectified. Uh, you you want him to uh, walk the walk just as well. <laughs> That's well, I mean, it, it, it's got to be both. Yeah, yeah, right, uh-huh. Well, now, um, how did, tell me, uh, how did you go about it? What, are, uh, what was the structure that you set in place to, to present this to, to everybody on the team? What well, was, what we did was we off? had, I'm sorry for interrupting, we had, a, we had an organizational development specialist. I asked them to write out, uh, and we collaborated, and we, we, we worked together in developing a, a group of terms that define right. what cultural aspirations one may have and and a 90 or to 100 terms and we ended up uh 90 to 100 terms wow okay. yeah we weren't yeah. going to use it. we just wanted a broad selection it could have been anything from collaborative yeah. to communicative to what people uh-huh. want the culture to be happy you know whatever it is but positive yeah. things that they want sure, because everyone sure. wants different things about the place they work that's true that's very true mm-hmm. and so what we well, did was, i think that was a good and now you you presented this to the staff and they uh all anonymously anonymously, anonymously. Okay. we asked everybody leadership and the staff to pick five words oh okay so they didn't have to stand up and deliver and announce it in front no of it was anonymous <laughs> we wanted to hear what people had to say and frankly sure. we gave it to leadership first and then leadership executed a value statement uh, together wow. over a bunch of weekends, we worked on creating a 10-point value statement off of the things that we thought wow. was most important to us, and then uh-huh. we went out to the public at large and saw if there was any discrepancies, and there were. And the people at large within the company felt some different mm-hmm. things, and we went back into our company, and then we started to uh, uh, we started to change the value statement, and then we met with them, and we said, okay, what do you mean by the fact that that uh, you know, you feel that respect is something that you want. That's not something we necessarily chose. What do you mean by that? And they 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 actually took the time to explain to us, and we listened to them what they meant by that. So our value statement came up with something like, um, even when frustrated, we show respect. Right. Well, you know, I thought that was interesting. I, I've heard you say that that was one word that uh, really kind of blindsided the whole the whole leadership team. You hadn't thought about it. And Aretha Franklin was hiding under the desk all the time. That's right. That's and, right. And, or Otis uh, Freddie, who did but, the original version, by the way. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you were well, going with a soul fan here. Right. <laughs> and, uh, well, now, uh, you basically came up with this uh, yourself. And uh, w- were all the ideas your own? Where, where did the, the thoughts for, for doing for operating this way come from? 
Well, I mean, I, I, I had a, we had a separate um, entity that was designed around culture that we, we really didn't we didn't really want to take uh, to the next level at this point. We just had some ideas right. around it, and yeah, it was my idea. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it was anything that I think the idea is good because it's simple. And and then what we did was once we came up with the value statement, um, we we then had um, the the um, uh, the workforce met with us in groups of three. We're a small firm, but I've since executed this with other companies that we represent. And then we asked them to rate the culture before this statement went into effect um, or the oh, value specifically. And, and so, we, you know, you have a benchmark with which to work off of. So I don't think this is overly complicated, but honestly, it's worked pretty well. It sounds as if it has. Now, if someone is out there and they're listening and they say, you know, I want to try something like that with, with my team, uh, do you have any caveats? Do you have any, have any things that they, they might want to be sharp at, they might want to look for, and uh, or blunders to avoid? Well, I mean, I think that the one thing that you want to do is, is you know, you you do this through us or you do this on your own. Either way, mm-hmm. I think that you're, you're looking to um, – you're looking to do the best you can in terms of getting um, the most accurate answers from your people and the most accurate answers from your leadership because sometimes I think we're a little bit greedy and we think we could be more than we are, but I think yeah, we need to be yeah. accurate. Right. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I know my wife wants me to be a heck of a lot more than I am, but uh, so, so I don't think I'd bring her in on, on one of these myself. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, it sounds as if you really have put it up, and, and you would be willing to, uh, to help somebody else get this, get this going for their company, right? Oh, it's a passion for us, sure. And, you know, I mean, oh. uh, uh, and the other thing is, is that for us, on the employment law side, and, I, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that, but the, 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 the core message for us is that, okay, once you've got your values, that's great, but what do you do with them? It's not something that's atmospheric. You've got to do something with right. them. Right. Absolutely. I see what you mean. Now, uh, Joel, just to make sure how, how we can uh, – uh, t- how can people get in touch with you? If they're looking for uh, help in, in this field or they're looking for good employment help – or they're, they're looking for a good speaker. Uh, how can, can folks get in touch with uh, you and your firm? Oh, thank you. Um, my, uh, my firm is Greenwald Doherty, so you could Google us. But certainly, if you want to reach me directly, uh, my phone number is 212-644-1310, and my email is jg at greenwaldllp.com. That's like Larry, Larry, Peter after Greenwald. Um, so those, those uh-huh. are the easiest ways to get a hold of us. Right. Okay. I will. Uh, I hope you all take note of that. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to. Uh, we have come to about the midpoint of our feast, and so I'm going to ask us all to pause and take a brief survey. And it's time to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of business tools from uh, everything from how to retire to how to get a career and how to handle your own venture. There are books in there written by the experts from all over the globe. 
And Prometheus Publishing also wants you to know that they have just come to you fresh from the Javits Center, where there was the Book Expo 2014, and they met with many mainstream publishers of business and nonfiction books and had headed up several uh, panels, one of which was called Marketing to the Upscale Readers, the other was the Benefits of Mainstream Publishing, and if you want to find out where publishing is going, or if you just want to find out a little bit more about how a book could help you, you might want to visit uh, Book Expo America 2014. And also, if you like today's business quip that you heard earlier in the show, if you'd like to get such quips delivered right to your email door each week, kick off your Monday with a little laughter. You can, again, go to bartsbooks.com and subscribe for free, and they will come winging through your cyberspace, through cyberspace every week. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and all those rather bizarre folks in the back room who fall into neither category, we are back with our uh, legal and employment expert, Mr. Joel Greenwald, and I, who has taught us that uh, there is a great deal of respect that our employees need. And Joel, you are uh, first and foremost an attorney, and you are always thinking of the legal possibilities, particularly in the employment field. Now, you make a claim that the that building this this grassroots vision helps provide a certain uh, legal security for for uh, for the owner and the firm at large. Is that right? Well, I, yes, uh, but I want to be clear about it. Um, okay. You know, I'm going to wear my lawyer hat. Um, All right. Yeah. You, you know, what, what, what my perception is is this, is that we tend to hire for skills, but we often right. fire for behavior. and But we document yeah, yeah, yeah. for skills, and we don't document for behavior. So when it comes time to fire somebody, you fire somebody and you say that they're not a good fit. Well, that's all fine and good, but if they're not a good fit, how do you define a fit? And if you don't have your values, I would use more values than vision, but if you don't have your corporate values and how people fit into those values defined, codified, you're hiring for it, you're performance managing against it, you're firing for it, then you you don't have a system in play not in your documentation, it's not the way you look at things, then, 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 then what does fit mean? And then I think it opens it up to potentially discriminatory causes of action. Ah, I see. So there are things here. Uh, now, the one thing you talked about uh, is that brings up two questions instantly in my mind. And the first of all is you're talking about documenting. Um, when you finished, for instance, in your firm, you, you finished your program, you came up with your cultural uh, and corporate values. How is, I need to sort Let me of talk set about those that for a out, don't I? Yeah, listen, no, but here's, here's what we would do, and this is what I, I recommend clients do. You, you, you want sure. to, if you come up with those values, that's got to be part of your employment handbook, and then most of all, if, for example, you've integrated it and gratiated everybody into the way uh, you're doing things, and it could be in meetings, it could be everything like that, but, but, but I'm talking about documentation from a legal standpoint. Sure. It's yeah, got right. to be part right. of your – if you're going to do performance measurements, performance appraisals, performance memos – where are values in that? And for us, they're there. Oh. For our clients, they're there. So we're evaluating people not just on work product, but everybody's evaluated based on culture as well. And I think that that's got to be the case across the board for companies. We've got to start looking at that. That being said, um, just you know, from my perspective, 
if you're going to be firing somebody for a purely objective reason, you're terminating them right. due to economic reasons, the function's no longer there, sure. that's obviously going to be the safest thing in terms of avoiding a wrongful termination lawsuit based on discrimination. You're right, I see. Um, but um, this notion of um, uh, culture, values, and measuring against it, it's subjective, and that's, that's something that people could sure. say, but so is so many evaluations in terms of people's skills at doing a job. That's also subjective. But it seems to me as if you put uh, your, cult- your values, your corporate values, and what you're striving for and the environment you want to work within, if that's part of your evaluation sheet, and I see this as an employee, I have... I've been told, I see it, and it just gives you one more reason to a either see a, a non-complier as a bad fit, and but b also to take the person who is working within that framework and to to uh, spot someone who, who should be advanced. Correct. I, I think that a lot of employment law decisions are unconsciously made on those factors. I'm just suggesting it, so I completely agree with you, um, but, I'm, but I think the lack uh, of documentation surrounding values as a means of evaluating our employees is causing us a lot of trouble. You know, I think one of the things is that when a person, it's one thing to say, I want to be generally a good fellow, but when you sit there and you have you state that my company believes in this and will only operate in this way you're you're reminding not just uh the people around you but you're reminding yourself you're putting yourself on on call it seems to me about how you want to behave and that goes back to to, to walking the walk that the leadership needs to do right well, you certainly don't want hypocrisy because then it's for, – forgetting even yeah. getting to the evaluation point of view, it's not going to work mm. because, uh, you know, this is right. a double-edged sword. You want it to be productive for you in terms of making your employees more productive in addition to giving you some level of documentation to protect you should you fire somebody for being a poor fit. Right, right. So and you I can't be a hypocrite. I think answering your question, no. I, I certainly I... don't recommend that. No. Well, I think it is interesting, though, because you are bringing the whole idea of values in back into this, for, to a, uh, back into the corporate realm, with a very, very practical rationale and and structure to work with, and I, I like that. Um, now, I was wondering if you could help us uh, set up a test, test case here. Uh, you have probably seen either someone who has set up a system as yours or someone who has failed to set up any sort of cultural value system and has gotten in trouble for it. Have you run across someone like that? And, yeah, well, I'll, uh, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you an example, uh, uh, and this will okay. be brief, but thanks, Bart. Um, and I'm actually, as you're saying, I, I'm actually thinking of a second example. But, but um, okay. th- there's an example of a company that basically had a toxic employee that just wasn't a good fit. And they didn't know what to do with the person because they were highly skilled. This is a company right, that's right. a new company that has kind of a, a new tech feel to it. And they certainly... Um, or in a company that was rigorous on documentation because that wasn't really the way they viewed their culture. And sure, they, sure. 
their culture was more of an atmospheric thing, and they thought that people should be lucky to be working for a place like this. And this individual <laughs> just was just you know causing a lot of havoc, and then they fired the individual. Um, because he just wasn't a fit after a while. They just decided they had to do it, and they fired him because yeah. he wasn't a good fit, and the person ended up suing for discrimination. It was wrong right. discrimination based on his discriminatory category. And the fact of the matter is is that there was no documentation to supporting what their notions of poor fit is, and the guy was a bad culture fit. He worked alone, right. was not collaborative, was angry, talking about respect before, showed no respect to any of their coworkers. Now, these are the kinds of things that, maybe should get people fired because they can't necessarily fix them. But there's when it comes time to this going to the lawyer's desk, you know, we're we're left without that much in terms of ammunition. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that I I'm seeing here though is that the more emphasis you put on the cultural fit and bringing that in you when you start in terms of documentation and just speaking with the team that you are seeing the playing profitably with others as as something that's just as important as your sales quota, as your production quota, and gives you an overall picture. And it is when you do want to get rid of somebody. Of course, it is just it 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 can be another nail in the coffin. If for, for well, that's uh, right. That metaphor. You know, and but I I think the problem is is we we you know if you want protection. From a legal right. standpoint, you're going to want to demonstrate that there's legitimate business reason. Okay, the person happened to be of a different race, gender, uh, national origin, whatever. But uh, right. the bottom line is that there was a legitimate business reason for doing it. Well, if you're saying someone was just a poor fit, that doesn't measure up as a legitimate business reason. And I think people's right, notion right. that, oh, they're employees at will, I could just get rid of them. Well, that's not really the case. I mean, technically maybe, but not really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to just pause, if I may, right there, because you said it that uh, there is a tendency for employees to to think that it is just production alone. I, I'm the highest uh, producing salesman in this firm. I am, I am the uh, one who came up with 17 innovative ideas that were all taken, and they there is a tendency to think that that alone is all it takes to be a valued in business. And it's not. And I think that by putting it forth the way you have, and by even backing it then up as as a uh, legal document, you're putting employees on notice that there is more than share production. Well, I think absolutely. I mean, there, there, there's got to be, because you know what? Sometimes those folks that are most productive are also most toxic, and they actually <laughs> cost you more money than they make you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. And I'm sure your audience um, agrees with that. Right. I I think most people there's a, a line, you know, the the, C, the CEO sort of says to the about the job candidate, can he do it well and the CFO may say, does he do it uh cheaply? And the guys he works with want to know if he's a nice guy. Of course HR may ask for a shoe shine, but that's a whole other problem. Uh the I was wondering if you could give us a a sort of uh, historic view of uh, coming up with a value statement. How it um, is? Have you you have seen firms? Can you do this? I guess what I'm saying is, can you do it after the fact? That is, if you haven't done it now, can you begin 
Uh, well, it's never too late if, to start losing weight. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. bottom line is you can always get healthier. And, and, and to me, this is a question of company health, not only on the productivity level, but I'm telling you from a legal standpoint, I mean, it's not going to insulate you, but it's going to go a long way towards putting you in a better position to defend yourself. So why not start it now? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. Um, I just uh, I understand that that you're you're sort of spreading this this, this gospel, and you're going to be putting it uh, down in a book. Am I right? I'm hoping to. You know, I got to find the time mm-hmm. for that. But uh, we're talking about it. So um, because well, there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts that I want to put pen to paper around this. I mean, I can't necessarily describe all the things that I want to describe in, in, in the brief time we have. So I'd like to to have it out in a book, and I think that's something that we're aiming to do. Excellent. Well, Joel, I wish you all the best with that. Again, go to the website to keep track of that, or you can go to bartsbook.com, because then we'll make sure that you find out if you're looking for that book. Joel, you have given us so much today, and I thank you all. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we round out our show today, I'd like to leave you with the final business quotation, who said, we hang petty thieves and appoint the great ones to public office. And a hint is to the author, his tales held more truth than fiction. And uh, if you remember the the uh, name of that quote, uh, please send that in, and we will let you know uh, if you are right on next week's show. And finally, as a parting shot in the words of my wife's husband, Political correctness is the Procrustean pretense of turning a blind eye toward all individuals and groups' distinguishing characteristics. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you.